Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionised over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cosy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, here we go. Live in L.A., it's the Hurt Hour number two. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. So, J-Mac, we were talking about Kyler Murray. And um, I have been a big supporter. I have defended him. And I have said there's a lot of chaos in that building. Players around the league voted that Arizona had the worst owner, worst facilities. I think it's a lot to overcome. And I thought he got better three straight years. And then last year it all came to a boil, and it was just a pot. It was a mess. All over the oven. It was a mess. Flames everywhere. So I think he had three building years. Last year's a mess. He is smaller than you like. He did get hurt. He tends to be... I think my concern is his indifference. Like, I don't care if guys... Are, like Ben Simmons. I don't think he likes basketball. Maybe he likes it. He doesn't love it. Uh, that's, my, that's my issue with Kyler. Does he love it? He doesn't love studying for it. They had to put a homework clause in his contract. So he came out with a quote yesterday, uh, and he was talking. And I've talked to a lot of people that have been in that building and have left. And there's a concern about coachability and indifference. He said, you know, to hit a wall year four, going through the whole contract thing, the energy, the aura, the vibe, all negative. The whole blank last year was blank. Happened for a reason. The things we weren't doing weren't sustainable. It was uh, necessary, and in turn, good things will come from it. Um, I do think if they landed Caleb Williams, they would take Caleb Williams uh, because you've got multiple things now stacking up. You've got, you know, you have to have him off the video games. He's smaller. He's been hurt. He's been harder to coach. So I think, like, his reputation now is earned as much as I supported him. It's an earned reputation. I've worked with people. They're difficult. After about three or four years, if somebody's difficult, that's what they are. Doesn't mean they're a bad guy. Some people are just difficult, right? They're not happy unless they're unhappy. And so, I mean... I'm going to give you the 10 best quarterbacks in the league. My order may be all screwed up. And the reason I'm giving you those is Kyler Murray. So the 10 best quarterbacks in the league, I think this order is pretty accurate. Mahomes would be one, right? We would agree on that. 
highest passer rating in league history. Joe Burrow would be number two, highest completion percentage ratio, highest completion percentage in league history, Burrow. Very good. Uh, Josh Allen, most combined passing and running touchdowns for any quarterback in league history through five years. Josh Allen, three. Trevor Lawrence, pro bowler, first year with um, Doug Peterson. Uh, Justin Herbert has more passing yards than any player in league history, first three years. And that's one of those years with an atrocious offensive line. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, best touchdown to interception ratio in league history. Prettiest thrower of the football I've ever seen outside of maybe Marino. Jalen Hurts, last 25 starts, 21-4. and four. He's really good. Uh, Lamar Jackson, second highest winning percentage quarterbacks in the league that are currently active. He wins a lot of games. He's dynamic. Matt Stafford, fastest player ever league history to reach 50,000 passing yards, and that was behind a lot of bad O-lines and bad teams in Detroit. And then there's Russell Wilson, four straight years of 100-plus passer rating. You're down on him. I would put Jared Goff at 10 or 11 if Russell started off poorly this year. Jared Goff's my 11. I like him more than most. He's not going to do anything off script, but I think he throws a beautiful ball. So there's. we all kind of agree those are the 10 guys. I think most of us agree. I've never had Dak as a 10 guy really consistently. Kirk Cousins, again, shrinks in big games. I think these are the 10 best quarterbacks. Kyler used to be on that list. But I, I think the thing with Kyler is I will defend you with a lot of stuff. Injuries. Matt Stafford just had an injury. Aaron had a bad year for Aaron. Lamar's had injuries. I got all those guys on the list. But if you're indifferent, you're indifferent to coaching, you're indifferent to prep, I can't put you on that list because none of those guys are. And Aaron Rodgers has his issues. He's not indifferent. He cares. He studies. He may not study as much as Brady or Manning or Russell Wilson, but he studies. But it's that indifferent thing. It's it, it's Ben Simmons has some of this. Is that it, I've been told sometimes he's indifferent to coaching, indifferent to studying. You can only do so much. And, and by the way, there are I've heard Josh Allen does not watch as much tape as as sometimes Buffalo would love him to. Some guys are not film room junkies. They just they watch their film. Big Ben had a reputation. Big Ben was not a film room junkie, but he watched enough. So I, the indifference thing really concerns me with Kyler Murray. And I've said this before. I wonder, because he's not going to play first seven, eight weeks. If they went one and seven and they're leading in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, would they go to Caleb Williams and say, listen, the O-line's bad. We're not going to bring you back to get hit. It does us no good. It does you no good. If they're one and seven at the trade deadline, they sell off pieces. They go to Kyler and say, it's not going to work here. I think he'd be open to moving, and I think they'd be every bit as interested in Caleb Williams, and I think it would be the right move. I always say, after three years to four years, you know who a person is. Everybody has bad days. Everybody has bad moments. But I'm kind of feeling like this is what Kyler is, just a little indifferent to stuff that I need you to be all in on stuff. Albert Breer wrapping up his summer vacay. By the way, you had an in-depth article on the 2024 quarterback class, uh, I, I don't think I'm overstating it. Maybe I am. You know Jim Nagy. You've talked to Trent Dilfer, uh, uh, Jordan Palmer. What do they think about Caleb Williams? Well, I, I think, you know, it's it's interesting because there's this class of quarterback coming into the league that's very, very rare, you know. And I think if you look over the course of my lifetime, there are, are really four guys who fit into that category. And, 
it's not like how good they became. It's how good they were coming into the league. It's what NFL people thought of them. And the four in that category would be John Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, and Trevor Lawrence. Everybody I've talked to says Caleb Williams with another good year has a chance to be in that category where he projects the kind of guy who's going to be good almost no matter where he goes. He checks every single box. There aren't a lot of things to pick at. And, um, you know, it's interesting, Colin, because going into that exercise, which I've done a few times now over the years, I was sort of expecting some people to say, okay, like, well, Caleb Williams and Drake May are sort of on this one tier and everybody else is below them. To a man, it wasn't like that. It was Caleb Williams, number one, no question, one of the best prospects we've seen over the last 20 or 30 years at the position, then a drop, then Drake May, then a drop, then the pack. So that should give you an idea of the way all of these people look at Caleb Williams. Right now, going into what's going to be a, what's expected to be a very, very big year for him at USC. So the Saquon Barkley thing, I, I said uh, to J-Mac earlier in the show, I said, once you make an investment on the house, Daniel Jones, of that magnitude, you need insurance. Brian Dable is insurance. Saquon Barkley, I could argue, is an insurance policy to ensure that Daniel Jones' investment works. Don't they have to pay him? Yeah, for a number of different reasons. I mean, part of it's where you're talking about where I think, you know, Daniel Jones' you know, breakout year in, in year five kind of happens because of, or year four happens because Saquon Barkley is next to him. The same way Dak Prescott had a huge rookie year because Zeke Elliott was next to him. The same way Jared Goff broke out when Jared when, when Todd Gurley was next to him. So that part of it, I think, exists, the part you're referencing. The other part is he's a guy who was really big as far as them building their program in year one under Brian Dayball and Joe Shane. And the locker room pays attention to who you're rewarding. And this is a guy who's fought through injuries. He's a good guy who's a great player who I, I think, you know, even if you view running backs as, as not worth the type of contract that he's commanding right now, you look at it and you say – this is a guy where when we pay him, it's going to resonate in the locker room in yes. a very, very positive yes. way. And so I think that that's a really, really important piece of this as well. Now, you know, you're hearing some saber rattling now. That's just the way these things work. You know, the way the franchise tag works, generally in March the tag goes on, the player isn't happy about it, the player and team will have some back-and-forth negotiation, it won't work, that'll get backburnered, the team will go through free agency and the draft and all of that, and they'll wait until a deadline comes, and then they'll pick up negotiations with a few days left till the deadline. They'll figure out we're still a little ways apart. There will be some saber rattling, and when the deal gets done, the deal gets done. I think both sides have a lot of motivation to get this done um, because, you know, the Giants, again, it would be validating the program in a certain way. And for Saquon, you know, he's a running back who's played five years, who has a lot of injuries, a lot of miles on his legs now, so he should take the money when he can get it. Um, and I don't think the gap is astronomical. So my guess would be there's maybe a little more stable rattling over the next couple of days, then they find a way to get something done before 4 o'clock Eastern on Monday. I was looking at, I think it was PFF, uh, most and least talented rosters in the NFL, and the Rams are in the bottom three or four, right around, you know, like bad teams. And there was a story that came out, I believe, in The Athletic last week that the Rams considered moving Stafford. Now, I was told by a source I trust, that they wanted to redo his contract. He wasn't interested. It limits what they can do, and they were frustrated with him. And I could also see them next year taking a quarterback because the way to catch up in this league with personnel is rookie quarterback, go buy four good players. So your thoughts on the Stafford story that he got him a ring, he's now banged up. Are they close to moving him if things go south this year? 
I mean, if they're like 0-8 at the trade deadline, I guess you can't rule anything out, you know. Um, but I, I think this is part of a more global thing. Like, if you're talking about shopping a guy like we're looking to offload him, that's not what they were looking to do. Um, but they did earmark this as a reset year. And what I was told over and over again in February and March and when they traded Jalen Ramsey was we feel like if we don't do this now, it's going to take two years, not one, for us to get out underneath all of the – cap debt that we've built up over the years and building the roster as aggressively as we have. So we need to hit the reset button now. And so when you're going through the process of hitting the reset button, you explore everything. And I think that's more of what this was than anybody being shopped. And, you know, obviously there's some big names that were on their roster like Ramsey, like Leonard Floyd that aren't there anymore. And part of that was just the reality of where they are in wanting to come out of this year with a clean salary cap in 2024 and being able to be aggressive again in 2024, having a first-round pick for the first time in forever in 2024. So that's what this was. And part of that, of course, is examining, does our quarterback want to go through this? You know, Does our quarterback want to go through a reset year when he's coming off an elbow injury and he's at Matthew Stafford's age? Um, all of that needed to be sorted out, and I think it was sorted out, and they're full steam ahead. You know, this is a team, of course, Colin, you'll remember, there was a point there in March when they were close to the salary cap, and I think they had like 48 guys on their roster or something. They didn't even have a full roster. So, you know, like there were a lot of pains that they had to go through this offseason, and I think that's where a lot of that Stafford buzz came from. So um, Robert Sala said in June um... – uh, he didn't want to be on hard knocks. Now they are. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Netflix has come out with this quarterback docu-series, which, by the way, I started watching last night. Fantastic. It's really good. And then HBO, as the series starts and is available, says, hey, we got a, we got a hard knocks Aaron Rodgers. And I, I said this yesterday. Sala's this good-looking, passionate guy. Aaron's this good-looking guy who now has an opinion on government, vaccines, presidential candidates. And I, th- I said... The downside to Aaron having these global opinions is he is the most interesting guy in the league. Do you think in, I mean, he is, he's just interesting. I mean, I, I, I love Justin Herbert. He's not that fascinating, right? He plays football and talks football. So your takeaway on the jets on hard knocks, I don't think it helps at all. We got an impulsive owner. This is the worst O-line arguably he's ever had a defensive coach. What did you make of the decision by HBO and what it means? Well, I think this is unprecedented, if I'm not mistaken, that they'd had to force somebody to do it. And so, I, you know, it goes back to that old line, and I think I've said this to you before, you'd rather have a volunteer than a hostage. <laughs> and I think the next few weeks are going to be really interesting, you know, because if you look back at it, look at last year, right? The Lions were announced as the Hard Knocks team, I believe, on March 28th. So HBO went in, and they had the whole spring to do background work and get B-roll and get all the different things in place that you need to do the ah. series. Think about how intensive the next few weeks are going to have to be for the NFL Films people and the HBO crew going in there and trying to get everything that they need just for the first episode alone. And what sort of co- cooperation are they going to get? You know, Because that, I think, dictates how good the show is going to be. I, I don't have any doubt on the Films people. They're fantastic, and I think most coaches, when they get into these situations, have their trepidation, and a lot of, stu- a lot of times those sorts of concerns are alleviated because the job, the job that Films does is so sound and so well-practiced, and they're so experienced at it. That said, 
I think part of the reason, and I can tell you for a fact, part of the reason why Sala and that staff and the front office there didn't want to do this is they feel like with everything that's happened with Rodgers already and everything they've committed to and everything they're doing in-house, they're already sort of at capacity from a media standpoint. Uh. And to throw another log in that fire is a really big ask. So again, like if you're going to put that kind of ask on those guys, all the people in that building, and now HBO and NFL films are going to come in and say, oh, yeah, we got to be really intensive over the next two <laughs> or three weeks to make sure we get all the footage that we need just for the first episode. I think you create a really in, in, in a really interesting environment. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be on films to make that work, which will be really interesting to see. So um, you, you, you uh, I know Sean a little bit, Sean Payton, um, because I spent some time with him here. Uh, and one of the things that I was always taken back by is uh, take it just Sean has a way of doing things and he has an absolute vision on how he does things. Like you can see why he changes cultures. Harbaugh's got this Lincoln Riley. Here's my vision. We're going to lay it down. So, you know, Hackett was sort of, I mean, they, in, literally in September, the Broncos had to give him a veteran assistant just to manage the game. <laughs> That's not a Sean issue. He doesn't need. So my takeaway is what are you hearing? What do you expect? on the Broncos, the culture, will we notice it quickly, Albert? Will it take a while? Your takeaway on what we're going to see rather quickly because they got their first two games, they'll be favored in at home. Like, a quick start is the fastest way to get guys to buy into your culture. I think culture shock is probably the right word for a lot of people there. And, you know, Sean Payton knows exactly what he wants. He knows exactly how the program should run. And, I mean, quite frankly, Colin, like, this is exactly what the Broncos needed. Uh, I think Nathaniel Hackett was put in an impossible situation last year. Russell Wilson needs somebody who's going to stand up to him, who's going to tell him no on a bunch of things. And that's just, I mean, that was a really, really difficult spot to put a first-year coach into. And I think the Broncos knew it. Like, credit to their new ownership and to Greg Penner for identifying that. That's one of the huge reasons why they made a run at Jim Harbaugh, was because Jim Harbaugh was the type of guy that would – be willing to say no to Russell Wilson that would put his foot in the ground and say, no, I've got a lot of experience doing this. I know how the program is supposed to look. I know how it's supposed to feel. And that's what we're going to build here, not what your vision is for it. And so I, I think you're going to see a difficult start to training camp for the team. I, I think there's going to be a little bit of that Parcelsian thing where you're weeding people out early in camp and seeing who can hang and who can't. And I even think, like, the presence of Jared Stidham on that roster is interesting. I mean, Sean Payton pay, played him five, paid him $5 million a year. The guys played for, uh, played for Bill Belichick in New England. He played for Josh McDaniels in Vegas. He's been in demanding programs. And so right there in the quarterback room now, Russell Wilson's got a guy who is used to that sort of environment. So, and, that, and I think, like, part of the reason if you're Payton, you bring him in is because that's somebody who can push Russell Wilson yeah. a little bit. So I do think that you're going to see immediate results. I think the team is going to look a lot different, and it's going to create this sort of thing for Russell Wilson where it's like either you get on board or you're going to get left behind. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. If you look at Stidham's career and who he's had as coaches, they're barkers. There's guy, they're guys that get in your face. He can handle that. And maybe there's a concern Russell may be uncomfortable with it. Good stuff, Albert Breer. Go back to doing what you do. You get about two more weeks of this stuff. And then it's going to be dark rooms and phone calls. That's your life in about two weeks. Good seeing you. I got one day left here, so you can let me enjoy at least that much. All right. Yeah, we interrupted his last day uh, in the Northeast, which is a – you've been there in the summer. 
Oh my God, Nantucket, Martha's. I, I oh, have not done the, Nantucket. Oh, um, the best place in America, July and August. I was. There's from, a lot of good place in America. Best place in America, Fourth of July to Labor Day. Come on. No, I'm not. I've been. I've been best. all of them. By far, lobster. You get lobster, lemonade. Oh wow, lobster and lemonade. Jeez. Goodness gracious. Number one for sure. Um, <laughs> listen, I grew up in Northern Virginia, so we went to a lot of Virginia uh, Beach, Nags Head. Uh-huh. Listen, Nags Head was awesome. Humid. Oh, it's not hot in Boston? Not out in the Cape, Nantucket. Oh, it's just perfect, right? No, no sharks over there either, right? I haven't read anything about sharks in Nantucket lately. Fake news. You got one a summer and everybody freaks. pumping up Boston. No, I'm not, I'm not pumping up Boston. I'm talking about Rhode Island, Nantucket, Martha's Vineyard, I'm the sure Cape, it's Maine. I'm sure the Maine. best in America. Come on. Where, where's the Kennedy compound? But wh- why do I care about Duh, the, the Kennedy Camelot. compound? Come on. That's the best. I, Omaha, Nebraska is <laughs> splendid in July. All right? Oh, I'm sure it's a. It's what fun. do you have against the Heartland? I fly over it all the time. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> it's just, I'm telling you, summers, 4th of July to Labor Day. There's a short list of places that are unbelievable. Jersey Shore? You got to deal with the... Ed Hardy shirts and a lot of tough guys and fake tans. You don't get that up in Lobster. Oh, there's no stooges in Lobsterville. You're right. All those guys, <laughs> clean cut, you know, great, great humans for sure. What? I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying the guys in Jersey are bad humans. It's a you got to deal. You with just got to deal with a lot of you know what. All right, uh, break time. One more herd. The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is herd H E R D. New customers can bet five bucks, get one hundred and fifty dollars instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code herd H E R D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www gambler dot net. In New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. How do you own the day in sports? You make incredible plays. How do the rest of us own the day with Irish Spring? When the spring hits you, you're ready to own the day. Look for Irish Spring at your local retailer today. Very exciting. A lot of things happening. I am off tomorrow. J-Mac is here. It's a moving day for me, blah, blah, blah. So tomorrow, J-Mac, he's already got his lead story no. tomorrow. I'm not going to get into <laughs> I've it. I've got several stories in the hopper. We have dedicated at least the final hour to the Jets, maybe more, because there's a lot happening. Uh, what, what, what do you mean a lot? Well, they're on hard knocks. Well, don't hide stories if something breaks. <laughs> No, there's nothing happening. All right, I just need to pump up my teams. You know? All right, I get it. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. We will not do an hour of the Jets. Okay, all right, let's start with Patrick Mahomes. Um, you mentioned it, that Netflix quarterback series. He's got some awesome moments in that. That thing is um, good, by the way. Yeah, listen, Mahomes is just a great ambassador for the league. Uh, already has two regular season MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, and two Super Bowls. But he continues to think about how his legacy will be defined. Here's what he had to say. I think everybody thinks about legacy and how they're remembered. Um, but I, I think it's it, you have to think about that at the same time, valuing every day and how you, how you can become better, uh, how you can really maximize every single day. Um, and then whenever your career is done, you have no regrets. And I think that's what I've always preached is it's not about um, success of that day. It's about having no regrets at the end of your career. Um, and I think that if you work hard every single day um, and put everything you have into the game, um, then when you look back at the end of your career, no, however, however many trophies you have or how many Super Bowl rings you have, uh, you'll have no regrets. You know why we're all lucky? He could have gone to a defensive coach, bad owner. He could have gone to Washington, and he wouldn't nearly be this. He'd be good, but he wouldn't be nearly this. He wouldn't be this. That, the, that this unique quarterback went to the Hunt family, Brett Veach, Andy Reid. We're lucky. Like, it doesn't always work that way. Like, the like the, the Broncos had the Boland family, were very good owners. They had good front office people. They eventually got the right coach in Shanahan, and then we got Elway. Like, it doesn't always work that way. Like they, And you say to yourself, well, I mean, Dan Marino had Shula. But did they have a great owner? Did they have a great GM? Were they... This stuff, it has to kind of align. If Kobe Bryant stays with... Remember, if Kobe Bryant stays with Charlotte... Shaq's not going to go to Charlotte. His his GM wanted him to go to Los Angeles. So Kobe would have scored a bunch of points. But he wouldn't would never have had Shaq probably didn't have Pau Gasol. Go look at look at Kobe's career without Shaq and Pau Gasol, those middle years when he was arguably the best player in the league. A bad. So you're like, we're very lucky that now golf's different. Skiing's different. Tennis is different. You'll find the good tennis coach. So on that list of four quarterbacks you had, three of them, I don't want to say came out of nowhere, but surprised people, right? We knew Peyton Manning. He was ticketed for greatness for a while. Joe Montana, I think, was a third-round pick. Third round. Third round. Uh, Tom Brady, sixth-round pick, 199th overall. And Patrick Mahomes went 10th overall. Like, 
Those Patrick Mahomes is totally unexpected. Well, you, uh, you could argue nobody on the planet had him doing this well, in his first like six years. In the league. I nobody. would make an argument: Peyton Manning and John Elway are two of the only quarterbacks in the history of pro football that were the best high schooler, the best college guy, came out as number ones, and lived up to it. It just doesn't happen. Marino? It's not linear. Uh, Marino dropped in the first round. He fit, that's right, because it's a character issue. And by the way, right, yeah. yeah, so Peyton and Elway were best high schooler, best college, number one. And even though Elway didn't win until they got Terrell Davis, Elway was great. He was come from behind John. I don't think all the players understand this. And I think that's why the fans love and root for the underdog, right? Uh, you could say three of those four guys were kind of underdogs. I know Montana went to Notre Dame. But again, third round pick, you're taking a flyer. Patrick Mahomes, 10th overall. Nobody nobody had any of this. Steph Curry drops and falls to like whatever, 6th or 7th behind Johnny Flynn, Ricky. Nobody expected that. And that's what we love about sports. Well, it's also it's unpredictable. It's also a lot of people in life. And this is really an important message. And I'm not the first to deliver it. Some kids get great parents, prep school, Ivy League, and they come out at 23, they get the law firm, they get the tech job. Most of us don't have that. Most people don't. So don't quit on people. So John, a prime example, Patrick Mahomes was not as good as Trevor Lawrence at 16. So Trevor Lawrence was better than Mahomes at 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old. Now, Mahomes now, a little bit of a late developer, not blaming anybody, but he didn't go to the richest, wealthiest program. He played baseball and football. So I'm not saying by any stretch Mahomes is a slow developer, but not everybody gets that Peyton Manning Elway linear path. Elway's family was all football coaches. Remember, Mahomes' dad was a baseball guy. Uh, Peyton Manning, dad was a football coach. And uh, this is Elway and Manning had... Football families groomed early. Now, I'm not saying an easy path, but a very linear path. And they deserve all the credit for it. Mahomes, baseball dad. Dad probably deep down wanted to be a baseball star. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like he liked football more. I'm sure Mahomes could have played in the bigs as well. So but it's like not everybody not everybody grows and learns at the same time because a lot of us, a lot of you, me, have bumpier paths. But it's great. The whole thing with Mahomes is... Finally, he got everything lined up. GM, coach, quarterback, right. coach. It was a perfect storm Owner. for Patrick Mahomes. That's a great point because I'll mention the name Joe Burrow. And and we'll think about his coach, Look Zach Taylor, who, was, who got the job because he had a cup of coffee with McVay. Remember, that was the big joke. Like, who's Zach Taylor? What has he ever done? And you have to now wonder, like, oh, man, very fortunate that Mahomes got Andy Reid. What would Burrow well, have done okay, with him? I, I, I would, have no idea. I would argue... Burrow's dad was a coach, so that helps. Ohio State had a transfer. First year at LSU, not very good. So Burrow's path has been, but then he gets hurt. Yeah. I still don't know if he's got great support. I mean, do you think the Brown family's a top 10 well, ownership group? Skill position players. I sure. mean, they, who's the GM? So it's like they, he's had a bad old line. Yeah. So I think what's impressive about Burrow is that. He's overcome a lot. A lot. And just in the NFL. And in a few years. The the last one before we move on is is Brady, right? He goes to New England, has to wait behind Bledsoe, but. and then gets Belichick, who nobody thought Bill Belichick was like the greatest coach ever when Tom Brady takes over a quarterback. That, that just wasn't a thing. He Remember, was considered he was, the he was, smartest defensive guy smartest as an assistant. Guy, I think fired in Cleveland. Didn't he get dumped in Cleveland? Yeah, uh, but he had great owner. 
Bill was a great defensive guy. Whether it was Charlie Weiss or Josh McDaniel, Bill Belichick has been able to mostly identify smart offensive guys. Bill's like Saban. He knows generally what he doesn't know. And, and so, again, I'm not going to say Brady hasn't left and the organization feels weaker, but Tom got some gifts too. I mean, let's be honest about it. Tom was a, able to be a manager, for, a, and I love Brady, but if you ask Tom, he was managing his first two years as a starter. Might have been more than two, but I he mean, was definitely go, a game manager. I mean, go look at his numbers. Yeah. He was smartly, efficiently managing the team. But you could also say, look at the receivers he had. Jason, look what happened when he got Randy Moss. Then he's throwing 50 touchdowns, and he it looks right. like a superstar. But by that like, time, <laughs> Tom was great. But Tom wasn't ready for Randy Moss in year two. Yeah. He just wasn't ready for him. He was allowed a slow build with a great defense and special teams. They didn't ask him to throw 40 times. He had good run game, low scoring. Belichick was ahead of the curve on special teams and defense. So Brady, again, yeah. Tom Brady's career does not look like this in Jacksonville. <laughs> and either does Mahomes. Like, as great as they are... And I'm not disputing it. They needed help. Yeah. Everybody needs, nobody lives in an island. Next up, uh, Dalvin Cook is the most notable free agent left, and he seems pretty comfortable being unsigned. Here's an update from Cook on his free agency. Oh, okay. And I think at every level, I'd have made the right choice of when I had the choice to go play ball. And the process is fun. You embrace it. Like, if you don't want to be wanted by people, then something's wrong. Like, as long as people want me, I'm good. I know I'm in the, I'm in the right spot. But, like, going through this process has been fun. It's been different every day waking up with a different schedule, you know, just just enjoying it. And I think, you know, when it comes down to it, I'm going to just make the right decision. I don't understand why Carolina is not in the running. They've got cap space. They've got a rookie quarterback. Their O-line is an ascending O-line. They have an offensive coach. He, Carolina feels like such a place. Two-year deal. Don't need a five-year deal. Give, give Bryce Young a two-year deal. I feel like every 48 hours we're getting updates on what DeAndre Hopkins is up to and what Dalvin Cook is up to. So where do you think he's so going to land? On, wait. There's a guy named Ezekiel Elliott who was pretty damn uh, good in Dallas for a while. Oh, and come he on. is getting no run well, anywhere. Yeah, but he's Kareem got no— Hunt, they, These are valuable guys. You know what? They're going to be cheaper, and they're not— It's not. Dalvin Cook's not giving you this much, and Zeke Elliott's giving you nothing. I, I mean, this idea that Dalvin Cook's going to come in and be a thousand-yard guy somewhere— Why not? Stop it. Come on. If that were the case, Colin, he'd been snatched up. Well, that's not true. No, Why? How many teams have camp space? There's only about seven teams that have... I, I, I looked at it about a month ago. If you look at cap space right now, there's a couple that have 18 million, 16 million. So, like, like, like the Rams have a little bit of cap space, but they may need they may need an edge rusher. They may need a guard. They may need like an entire defense. But I guess fine. The point is, if you really thought Dalvin Cook was a game changer and going to take you from like six or seven wins to maybe nine or ten, and on the cusp of the playoffs, you're moving heaven and earth on your roster to get that guy in the building, and nobody's doing that right now for Cook or Hopkins. I think they're being... I know D-Hop has options. In fact, I saw a story two days ago. Tennessee is the leader in the clubhouse. Whee! Well, he's... Titans. Listen, here's the thing. The difference between the NBA and the NFL. Older guys in the NBA that don't win playoff games and are a pain in the butt, GMs still cling to them. <laughs> in the NFL, guys that are younger who could win a playoff game... No interest. What does that tell you? It tells you the individual NFL player outside of quarterback is not worth a point. And they're not. I mean, I, I would say Justin Jefferson in Vegas is worth a point to a point and a half. That is a huge, huge impact 
for an NFL player, not a quarterback. Adrian Peterson, I always thought, was worth a point or two in his prime. Yeah, but yeah Peterson had suitors all every every year. Uh, yeah. All right, we got to wrap up with the NBA. Damian Lillard uh, says he only wants to play for the Heat. Uh, there is a bit of an update. According to Zach Lowe, uh, the rumor of Portland trying to package the third pick in Anthony Simons to bring in an all-star, oh boy, nothing came about it. Here's Zach Lowe of ESPN. I have not heard convincing evidence that a sensible deal exchanging the number three pick and another player like Simons ever materialized for Portland. Of course not. The Brooklyn Nets never showed interest in swapping Mikhail Bridges for that Simons three package. Sources said it's unclear if the team discussed it. The Miami Heat chuckled at Portland potentially asking about Bam no, Adebayo. Portland, I think, is, is in this space where they want two rotational players they probably want four good picks. Miami's probably saying, we'll give you two number ones and two rotationals. Portland's fighting, I would guess, for three number ones, two rotationals, and some, you know, is there somebody else a third team? But Portland's not getting a star here. There's it's a, over. There's a D word that applies here, and that's delusional. Portland is absolutely... Listen, I know, I'm sure Cronin's a great guy. They have butchered this from well, beginning to Well, whether they have end. or not, if I'm Portland, he's under contract, I don't have to trade him. But it. you're holding back Scoot. No, I'm not. Scoot's not going to be a title contender this year anyway. What am I holding Get back? Get him out there. What are you talking about? He, he's... I, Right, never mind. Uh, he's we, hurt. We just firmly he, he's hurt right now. Come on, it's July. He had a great game and they shut him down because of a MRI, shoulder MRI, very concerning. If I'm Portland, I want Scoop, you know, playing 25, 30 minutes a night and Dame Lillard in another well, He's going to play more than that. Scoot's over 30. Not with Dame on the roster. I Would you accept, you're the GM of Portland, I'm Pat Riley. Good-looking older guy. Love that. Would you accept two first rounds and two solid rotational guys? No. Next. Three first round, two rotational. Nope. Okay, then I'm I think going you're... around the league, and I'm looking for a deal that's going to make me better. I don't give a crap about Damian Lillard at this point. I know he's been a great hero in the franchise. He's been here forever. We love him. We'll hang his jersey in the rafters. But you know what? I want to do what's going to make our team better. So I'm going to the Knicks, the Nets, everywhere around the league, and saying, "What do you want for Dame?" That's what I'm doing. Dame's not going to be happy. And you he know what? Claims Could... he only wants Miami. Tough darts, Dame. Figure it out. You don't want to go to Philly. You don't. You just don't want to play with Embiid. That's not your jam. Oh well. All right. Well, you can sit out and pout. I'm dealing you out of town. That's what. Well, I'm, the teams aren't going to make that deal if he pouts. So it's there's got to. Everybody can convince him. Joel Embiid calls Dame Lillard. Hey Dame, we got this dog. You think Dame's just going to be like hang up on him? No, I, I only want to play with Bam Adebayo. I'm the MVP, man. Come play with me. It's like when you called me to join this show. Yeah, you like, can't. Yeah. Hey, hey, it's Coward. You remember that call? Well, you're not Dame yet. You're about a year away from being Dame. Franchise. I'm not Anthony Simons. I better, <laughs> I better sure as hell better not be Jordan Poole. You are Jordan you have- Poole. A little erratic. Take too many shots. But we like you. Kind of. Better watch that chin. You need me to win titles like in 2022, <laughs> baby. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, it's the Herd. 
The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code heard once again, new customers. Bet 5 and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, code HERD, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Saturday, it's baseball night in America on Fox. Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman lead the Dodgers against the Mets. Or the White Sox take on the Red Hot Braves. It all starts Saturday at 7 Eastern on Fox. Check for the game in your area. So, HBO forces, let's be honest, they forced the Jets to do hard knocks. They did not want to do it as a franchise. They got a lot of balls in the air, a lot of stuff moving. They did not want to do it, but Netflix has a new quarterback series. It's very good. I just started it last night. So HBO gets out. Hey, don't forget about us. Hard Knocks, Aaron Rodgers, Jets, the outspoken guy. There's a lot of stuff moving. You have an impulsive owner, offensive line, crossing your fingers at left tackle, star running back, young off an injury. A lot of pieces coming together. Tough early schedule. So a lot of, lot of stuff about Aaron Rodgers. A lot of pressure. Young receivers. So what did the Jets just do? Finalize their deal. With defensive tackle, Quinnen Williams, an excellent player, four years, $96 million. What did they do? 
They didn't want to go into this hard knock series with a holdout. They wanted to get this done. You think there's a coincidence here? I do not. They did not want to have holdout be part of this. They didn't want anybody asked about it because as Albert Breer told us 45 minutes ago, is that the media staff with the Jets is so stretched thin now because of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron is a walking interview. Aaron is a walking reaction, right? So you got a you got an organization, a lot of new faces. Aaron Rodgers, hard knocks is coming. You're trying to close off questions, close doors, keep it simple. So here's the first advantage, the hard knocks. This thing didn't drag on. And by the way, if the New York Giants had hard knocks, you know what they would do? Sign Saquon Barkley. Otherwise, it would dominate every question. A coach could say something that didn't land right. A quarterback, everybody would be tense. So the Quinn and Williams thing is one of those things. It's not a bombshell, but you don't want to go into hard knocks. By the way, those HBO guys now have moved into the building probably today. They're, I mean, they're literally the next couple of days. The hard knocks guys are getting all set up. They're going to be contacting the probably the emails went out yesterday or the day before. So it's a, it's a smart move. Sometimes, and again, if, if it was in the Giants building, they'd sign Saquon. They, did, they just don't want that stuff. So uh, it's not a coincidence. This stuff, it's not a coincidence that HBO named the Jets, you know, the day or two after the Netflix great docu-series is out about quarterbacks in the streaming wars, HBO... You know, your Disney Plus, your Netflix, streaming wars, every PR, every every story counts. Um, so, Quinnen Williams, great player. I would say their three best players are Sauce Gardner, Aaron Rodgers, Quinnen Williams. Those are, their, they have, those are their three foundational guys, three best players. And I do think uh, Garrett, the receiver, is probably, not yet, but he's probably four. Is that fair? It's just so uh, tough with this great loaded roster oh, to stop. only pick three. Five uh, best players. If you said Sauce Gardner one, Aaron two, Quinn and three, those are three great players. Garrett Wilson four. Brees Hall was injured. Uh, he no, didn't, no, no, he no, didn't no, play. no, no. He was How about transformative your to that offense. How about your second corner? Uh, DJ Reed, no. It'd be probably AVT, the uh, offensive lineman. Uh, uh, Austin Vera Tucker. Yes, he's so very I, good. Elijah Vera Tucker. Elijah Vera Tucker. He's very, very good. He was hurt, but he's very good. So that's your fifth best player. It's just such an embarrassment of riches on this team. Um, (laughs) You know, Alan Lazard is a solid number three receiver. If you think Alan Lazard's top five. No, no, no. I mean, he's not I like him. He's He's a three. Um, I like him. Bruno Williams, his brother, Quincy Williams, very good year last year. I mean, the Jets are stacked. You know what I'm doing during the commercial break coming up? Looking at hotels in Vegas for the Super Bowl. Because I don't think our show goes unless it's a Fox Super Bowl. But if the Jets go, I will be there in the building. You could lock that. You're down looking right now. for hotel rooms in Vegas for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Why not? So you're going to win at Kansas City at Cincinnati. Listen, well, I'll do my playoff teams in the AFC in about 45 minutes. I'm very excited for that. Well, I feel bad because a lot of guys I like were left off the playoff list in the AFC. It's tough, man. It's not that tough. So Quinnen Williams, very good player. You've taken that whole line of questioning out of HBO. So now we'll just have to settle for Aaron Rodgers talking about ayahuasca. Well, well, there'll be some of that. But, I mean, this was going to be the pinata swinging back and forth in the room that HBO is going to take shots at. Now we just need to get Makai Becton on Ozempec so uh, he can slim down. Sauce Gardner is good on Twitter next hour. 
Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.